Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hope everybody's doing well today. I want to welcome everybody to the Unimpressed Podcast today. And I want to welcome our guest today, Shira Lazar. How are you doing today? Good. Appreciate you. We were saying it was one of those like busy mornings and, you know, trying to just get everything done. But yeah, I, I appreciate you for having me. And I love your t-shirt, Focused Energy. I need some of that. Nice, nice. That's <laughs> something I came up with. And yeah, um, I'm unimpressed that I didn't know you until we engaged on this podcast because we have some very, sim- yeah, some very similar uh, veins and thought processes here. First of all, how you're relating yourself to the new world of uh, Web3, right? Yeah. And you're somewhat in the wellness space as well. We can't slow down technology. How does that balance for you? Yeah, it's a a constant work in progress. (laughs) But I think it's the awareness that's key, right? And then having the tools at your disposal so that when you're going through moments of anxiety or conflict or tension, that you have something to fall back on, right? Mm -hmm. Adding tools to your tool belt is so key. And and you're not supposed to do it when you're in a time of distress. If anything, a lot of times we hit a wall and that's when we decide to learn, right? We decide to go deep when we're in a crappy place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, through the work I do, I try to encourage people to be more proactive than reactive in their life. It's it's the moments where you're at your high or you're feeling in your flow and good. That's when you should be doing the work as well, right? Because inevitably, like, you know, things change constantly and that's kind of the flow of life. And so how do you have what you need to take care of yourself, including in, in an, an industry where we're constantly te- connected, right? Through tech, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think more than ever, we're going to need to have safe spaces to connect and integrate in this way, right? And it'll have mm-hmm. to be embedded into the foundation of this industry in terms of uh, lead- leadership, the teams, the communities. I think in Web2, or in previous corporate systems, it was always like an added thing. Like, oh, like we can, we'll think about our mental health and wellness after the fact. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if we're creating new paradigms and systems now, and like we have the chance to build it, what does that actually mean? And that means I think we should be integrating mental health and wellness into it from the very beginning. Uh, that said, I guess like to go back to what you asked, you know, how did this all happen? Uh, I started a company called What's Trending a decade ago. So I was focused on the web two space and the creator economy when social media came up Mm -hmm. and I saw that whole movement and was part of it. And that was really exciting. But also, again, it came with its highs and lows. And I definitely got very burnt out along with a lot of people and started my own personal growth journey uh, and then kind of stepped back really to figure out who I was and why I was doing everything. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got into wellness myself and started a company during COVID with a friend of mine called Peace Inside Live. Just overnight, we began a, a virtual wellness studio basically. And mm-hmm. after that, we started going to the companies we'd worked with and started doing peace inside the workplace, as we call it. And then we got hired. It led us to being hired by an NFT for their discord. And so uh, 
that happened. And then simultaneously, I myself was diving into Web3 personally because I'd always been into digital culture and I just saw what was happening. And I, I am very passionate about creator movements. And mm-hmm. so at that point, I like had this light bulb switch on where I'm like, wait a second, you know, I could bring now my two passions together, wellness and personal growth. And, you know, the whole movement that's happening here with tech and creativity and bring it mm-hmm. all together. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's what we're what we're doing right now. And we're working to merge wellness and Web3 and bring it to businesses, teams, communities, trying to go to where people are versus expecting like people to come to us. I took a gaff to Just for Laughs in 2018. And yeah. it took me two years to do that with this blueprint I created uh, that kind of changed the comedy industry. Vice News did a story. Fast forward, yeah, fast forward six years. It was the first act been broke majorly uh, through social media. We sold our own tickets. We marketed our own shows. I'm just giving you a little bit of my foundation, but no, that's so cool. And by the way, I'm from Montreal, so uh, my first internship was just for laughs. Oh, okay, awesome. Now we're a meta partner, right? We're one of 30 companies, uh, media companies in the world. It's a meta partner uh, in this third-party program. And I'm also, by naturally, became became a Reiki healer. No way. Right? Cool. So, you know, in my, what's in my head is like I'm making a living from tech, from mm-hmm. content, right? Yeah. And, but like I had a thought process last night about something I don't think people think about. Because I think about young people and their anxiety and so forth. Yeah. And I was thinking about thoughts per second, right? Oh, If yeah. we could regulate thoughts per second, right, I think that would give us some design on how that thought per second affects the younger people because I see it every day. Do you ever have that mindset? Because the anxiety, oh. you know, when we create too many choices, totally. we start making the wrong choice. What yeah, do you think this about has been that? a yeah, oh my God. This has been something that's come up a lot this week. So it's so interesting that you say that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's so much outside of us and then simultaneously the energy and the noise impacts our energy and our brains. Right. And so we start thinking about all these things we can do or what's possible, which is so beautiful. But then it also kind of makes us crazy. It becomes this like hamster on a wheel type of situation where it's like, how are you supposed to hear yourself and guide yourself if you're thinking about Mm -hmm. all these things coming at you? And that's why silence is important, taking space for yourself. That's why they always say, and a lot of people say this, I feel this way, when you're out in nature, you finally calm the energy signals, you calm Mm -hmm. it down. And you, it's almost like you know it's there, but you don't need to react to it. Yeah, all I can say is it goes from waves. Like imagine like you're you're at the water and there's like a lot of waves. Like I feel like life is like that where mm-hmm. there's so much going on. When you're at a beach, right? You uh, you see people. There's people running around. You're hearing the waves. There's like constant stimulus. And then I mm-hmm. feel like when you when you get away from that and maybe you go to the water or a lake where no one is, there's just silence. Although all mm-hmm. the same things are around you. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it it allows you to kind of come back to you and feel a bit more grounded. So I always find personally that I'm my best or I feel my best when I'm in that grounded space where I'm just not like a monkey brain, right? But we get so used to being monkey brain and we actually start thinking that this is who we are and how we get to function. As creatives even, sometimes we think, well, that's how I stay creative. We don't know yeah. otherwise. And mm-hmm. so 
I, yeah, I invite people to see another possibility for themselves and like, you know, go outside, take some time alone, journal, take some space and then see what mm -hmm. comes up versus trying to make a decision and figure out your direction when mm -hmm. you have so much coming at you. It's, it's just not the best way to, to do that. So I think about that a lot. That's why meditation is so important. I mean, for me, mm -hmm. uh, because you actually get used to having thoughts coming in and letting them go. It's that practice. It's actually mm -hmm. meditation isn't about not thinking anything. Mm -hmm. It'd be great to get to that point, but it's actually because we're human. We're not like robots. We're not perfect. Mm -hmm. It's about coming to peace with your thoughts. You something you just said. This is something I try to get talk to young people all the time. How do yeah. we get kids kids to understand that? You know, because I think when their minds well, adults are... can barely understand. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> let alone like kids. I think that I think that starting young, like starting mindfulness and all these things at a younger age, like I only started these practices also older, but now they're being integrated hopefully in school and after school programs, like because there's more mindful parents and the next generation of adults, like practicing this too, we lead by example for kids. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important. There's actually a, uh, a nonprofit that my friends started for digital well-being for okay. young people. It's called Half the Story and they are shifting policy around, you know, regulating digital media consu consumption and algorithms for kids uh, and also pushing. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We keep a lot of emotions bundled up inside in life, and sometimes we got to talk to people. I witnessed the benefits with my own two eyes. I have a close friend that was struggling with depression and felt like she had no one she could consistently talk to because of her busy schedule. She was matched with a therapist through BetterHelp. After several months of sessions, I've seen a tremendous change in her personality and in her life. If you're needing therapy and, and want to get some of those things off your chest, it's entirely online and designed to conveniently work around your schedule and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Just fill out a questionnaire and they will align you with the right therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unimpressed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash unimpressed.
for uh, young people to create more boundaries around how connected they are. So they're both holding the platforms accountable and saying, you need, you all need a shift, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing the results of, and, and how this is impacting people. And it's also putting tools in the hands of the users and saying, okay, you know what happens to you. So how are you going to change your behavior too? What boundaries mm -hmm. are you going to set for yourself? And this is something for, I think, kids and people of all ages. What I was going to mention from the actual meditation is I think the more you practice meditation, it becomes a muscle as we all know. Mm -hmm. And then really, uh, I think personally, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first to say this, life becomes almost like a, a live meditation where mm -hmm. if you can approach the ideas that come at you and the anxiety and really, which is connected to the need for control. If you can treat those things when you're awake and just living and breathing like your meditation, then actually that is the skill to have because then you, you don't, uh, get to attach to those thoughts, you kind of feel them and you just like, let them go. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that doesn't mean they're not going to come back, but the more you do that, the, the more you, um, you, yeah, like th they don't stay too long. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like a well, guess. Memory. memory like I think, <laughs> I think some, some young kids, some of these young kids that have this extreme anxiety, their memory, they can't remember yesterday. And I think this is the brain is like a computer to some extent because <laughs> When they have too much information there, totally. they're, just, they're just letting things go quickly where they can't remember the important things, right? So I do yeah, think that better, yeah. management, better management Time, yeah. and guidance is needed. Exactly. But once again, we lead by example. So they're following yes. our lead, right? So yeah. uh, I mean, they're their brains are still being formed and developed. Mm -hmm. So we can tell them what to do, but like, let's be clear. Like also I think as their elders, we need to support and do the work ourselves as well. Um, and so I think that it's that constant balance. I mean, I don't have kids yet, so mm -hmm. I, it's easier said than done for me. I'm yeah. sure that folks who have kids, like I, I'm amazed. And I talk to my friends who have children and mm -hmm. it's, it's really incredible to see like, what, what's that like? How do you create these I keep saying boundaries mm -hmm. for yourself and your kids and how do you create presence for yourself? That mm -hmm. is really difficult. It's hard for me. Even I have to constantly rem remind myself to be present. It's partially yeah. why I hate rushing. I, I was, I've always been so used to rushing. I came from a news background. Everything is like, it's all about the rush and how you could handle things under pressure. I think as I get older, I'm like, fuck this. Like I'm, I don't want to live my life under pressure. Obviously mm -hmm. life pressure happens and challenges happen, but it's like, how do I put myself in situations that allow me to, you know, find joy and be present for what I'm doing myself and the people around me. And mm -hmm. so, um, like even this morning, I realized I scheduled myself way too back to back. Um, there was work that was required to do all this stuff and had to say, okay, lesson learned and, uh, having compassion for myself in that. And then getting to a space where I say, okay, but I'm here. Mm -hmm. Now letting that go, stop judging yourself. It happens. <laughs> let's be, let's be present and do yes. this and have a beautiful moment together. What's your foundation? I'm, you're Canadian. I'm Canadian. My background. You're, I'm Canadian. Foundation. When I say foundation, uh, <laughs> I always believe foundation, right? Cause I think, you know, you can find the answers to anything in the original foundation, right? So this thought process that you have, obviously mm -hmm. there's some lineage there. Um, I mean, no, I'm a, a neurotic Jew. My, my <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the foundation. And then I had to unwind. I'm rewiring and untangling a lot. So, yeah. I mean, no, and bless like my family, heart. You know, family, you know, and- I, my family have great values. Um, I think, uh, I think my family gave me a great value system of really being a person of integrity and caring for others. Mm-hmm. And being there for others, I think that on the mindfulness front, definitely there was a lot to work on um, and creating discipline for myself. So that wasn't necessarily like in the foundation, although I had all the tools necessary, meaning I had what was necessary because I, I come from a privileged background. Like I had what I needed to live and thrive, right? Yet what I realized is as I got older, actually, some of the, the ways of behaving in my systems didn't necessarily work for me to grow and elevate myself. And I was cu- continuing to hit walls. So, you know, I was being who I am, which was working for me. And yet Mm -hmm. the results sometimes were showing otherwise. And then instead of, you know, blaming the person or the situation, I think the more and more those those things happen, you start to say, okay, I could blame this or I can say, what's the common denominator? And that's me. Mm -hmm. So what is working and what is not working for me? And the Mm -hmm. only way to also know about that besides results is checking in with how you feel. Mm -hmm. We're, we're such doers. We're so results driven. We, a lot of us forget, um, to check in with how we feel. And usually that is the foundation and the solution. Feel into where you feel the most safe, mm-hmm. where you feel the most secure, where you feel the most loved, where you feel the most elevated. Right. And when, when you tap into that, you could actually, that becomes the compass to figure out where you should be, um, where you should be being, where you should be spending your time, the people you should be spending your time with, what you should be spending your time doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that will shift. If you think about what you think you should be doing, what you've been go- good at, what, what's been working in your head, what you thought you should do, or maybe what everyone else thought you should do, that could lead you down a different path. If you shift it and say, um, what feels good to me, plus where do I thrive and what do I love? Um, and what are my value systems? When you start asking those questions, it may lead you to a, a different place. But I would say it's a, it's going to be a place that you're more aligned. And so I think yeah. a lot of us function in the other path mm-hmm. um, because that's what we know. And I, I and I was always functioning in that path, and I definitely still do. But I started playing in the other path, and that mm-hmm. became really um, a path that was more purposeful and service driven, right? Yeah, it's and, internal, and a, like it's somewhat of internal compass. Right. That, and then also, guess what? A path that's better for your nervous system. A lot of times we get, we make ourselves sick and then, and we don't find the, the most success. We think we are because mm-hmm. actually our nervous system is saying otherwise. So yeah, tune into your nervous system. That's what I would say. Figure out how, and typically that comes from meditation, mindfulness, therapy, and, uh, and, and give yourself, yourself space to check in with yourself in a reflection. And, and, and you grow that muscle over time. How do you use that internal compass to enrich your career? Because I think, like you said, you step out of that, that lane that may not be that passionate, you know, deep down. Cause I think you got to do what's really comes from the heart and love what you do. And there's a lot of people that are not in that position, especially in entertainment. If you're making that transition, how do you pull yourself over? Oh my God. It's a constant, because it's a constant battle between your ego and what you think you should do. Maybe you thought, oh, this was my, this was always my dream job. But yet Mm -hmm. it's not feeling right. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling stressed. I'm, maybe I'm sad. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious all the time. Well, does that seem like a good environment for you then? Mm -hmm. Maybe 
that was something that worked in your past. Maybe that was, you know, that was a dream of yours, but you're, you know, things don't last forever. What worked or what you were interested in at one point in your life might be different. So it's also that acceptance that you are constantly changing and we are constantly moving from one chapter to another. And that's really hard because that means letting go. There's a lot of grief to that. Mm -hmm. And that means trusting that there's something on the other side that feels right. And what mm -hmm. feels right will lead to something that is right, even if you're not clear about what that is, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's constantly asking yourself that and checking in, the check-in. We talk about relationship check-ins a lot, right? Like once a week, how about check-in with your partner? How yeah. about personal check-ins, right? Yeah. Your self-check-in. That's the one thing a lot of times we don't do. And you might be surprised what comes up, right? You might either realize, mm -hmm. holy crap, this is not right. This doesn't feel aligned. How did I normalize this? Or you mm -hmm. might say, wow, I'm so proud of you. This is fucking awesome. Like this works, right? Mm -hmm. and, like that, that is an important thing. Uh, it, it's so easy in entertainment to get pulled in so many different directions or to think something makes sense for you when it maybe doesn't. Or for me, you know, um, getting into web three and I, I've been finding some success in that the fear of like, Oh crap. Okay. I'm find, finding some success. I don't want to fuck this up. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't want to, I don't want to fuck this up. And, but then when you, when you get in that mode, you get into a fear mode mm -hmm. and then actually everything you wanted to be open to, you're not, you're just holding yeah. back and like trying to control everything. So mm -hmm. it's this divine dance between being yourself, being present, um, tr trusting, letting go while doing the work. Yeah. Or you could be like me when I talk about my philosophy. They just look at me like I have three heads. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I just, I don't know. I developed this thing about finding a perfect audience and, and how it's linear to life and linear to social media, right? And I think it's a way to kind of clean up the system. Uh, because I think social is basically sensitivities. So if you reverse engineer that, right, and you under, wonder why that's social and the, the tech and Web3 is able to create this AI that can act similar to human beings because they're getting all the sensitivities and reactions of human behavior, right? Yeah, there's and a lot I, of data I, out there. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I, and I can think, take a lot of yeah, data. But I think there's a way that industry is not looking at to kind of clean that up a little bit that speaks to what your agenda is. And, and I've spoke on about improving the mental health of, you know, people who are using too much social media, you know, how do we teach that to the kids? You know, I think there's a way to clean that system up, but I just don't think people are addressing it right now properly because it's in a growing phase of exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh well, yeah, we're all waking up. We're all, I think, getting more aware. And so mm -hmm. I think a part of that is, um, I think as an individual, like you could think really big, which you should definitely. But then sometimes when we think so big, we forget how much difference we can make right now in this moment as an individual. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. part of that is how are you showing up with yourself? How are you showing up with one person? How are you showing up with the group? How are you showing up with your family? How are you showing up on social media? How are you showing up with your company? Right? Like the, it continues to get bigger and bigger kind of the web as, as we go out uh, and making sure you're calling yourself forth and calling yourself out at every point. What is my value system? What do I care about? What do I believe in? Like, what impact do I want to make? Are my actions actually aligned with that? Am I mm -hmm. talking the talk and walking the walk? And a lot of times there's a lot of misaligned uh, uh, actions, right? A lot of people actually aren't. They're showing up that way in social media, but then behind the scenes. And once again, it's not perfect. But for me, um, what I find is the most I can do is integrate these things into my life and the work I do, constantly learning and growing myself and calling myself out and calling myself forth. 
And then um, being a living, breathing example of that through my expression on social media. So bringing people along my journey, along the ride. Uh, plus, you know, building companies and, and possibly products that also speak to that. Mm -hmm. But I needed to get through the first two things to even get to the part of developing a company or other stuff, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, and, and the, the first is the foundation. The company yep. isn't the foundation. The products you're building aren't your foundation. This, your social media isn't even your foundation. You are the foundation. Your practices are the foundation. And everything else mm -hmm. is an expression of that. Absolutely. How do you translate that? in real time to a younger adult? Because I, I think that sometimes teaching younger people things, and maybe I'm not the right personality to be teaching younger people things, but- Are you, I wait, think, so do you teach, is it your thing just for younger people? Well, I'm just think that- Or just, you I'm know, like, how I did think all the younger people I think, I think that, ahead. yes, I think that, I think there has to be some drastic, I think about younger people because I think when you say foundation, you know, the politicians, our government, all these things have to start there. Then nobody's talking about that. You know, if you start well, redirecting that you need to interview Larissa May, Lars May, who's a dear friend, half the story. Again, I mentioned them, check that, check her out. She is okay. doing just that. But again, yeah. it all doesn't matter if we ourselves aren't doing the work. And then we, I think you get so deep in what feels right for you. And then at a certain point you say, okay, I'm ready to bring this to the world. Thich Nhat Hanh, um, who's an amazing uh, teacher who's no longer with us, created something called, or in pen, pen something called engaged Buddhism, which mm -hmm. is the philosophies of Buddhism with being an engaged citizen in this world. So like, and, and, and it's saying that, you know, if you're a Buddhist or you believe in some of these philosophies, you don't need to get enlightened or feel like uh, you're making a difference by just going away from the world. It's about taking those philosophies and actually engaging, engaging people in this modern world. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of us who want to do that um, understand that we need space and like we want to have peace, right? Inner peace. But we have a responsibility to bring like what we know can create change to this world. And so like, yeah. I, I loved I, Google engaged Buddhism because okay. it's, it's a really um, interesting concept and way of looking at things. And it, it definitely inspires me as I continue my work. Um, but I, I think we also need to realize there's a difference between advocacy and activism. You know, advocacy is saying like, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for these things. I inform people. You might do it through content and entertaining people, but yet it still informs people. Um, mm -hmm. And then activism is actually changing policy. I think a lot of times people think, oh, I'm an activist. I'm like, what policy have you changed? Have you been like, you know, or at protests? Like, what are you actually doing to not just shift culture and mm -hmm. the conversation in your own community, which is just as important, by the way, both need to exist. Then the flip side is like, we still run in a system around policies and rules and regulations. And to act like that's not around is so ignorant to mm -hmm. all those that those rules and regulations impact. I think you need to figure out what side you want to be on. But again, you can be on well, either it, of those it, sides. And then you could so be- hippie, hippie, hippie become, you know, well, I was going to say just what you just said. My thought is hippie becomes mo modern or shaman Sometimes, yeah, modern, it, it's really, right? it depends what, what, listen, even Nadia, who is like the most badass pussy riot activist, she has mm -hmm. said like activism and advocacy looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to figure out what makes sense for you and where your passions lie. But again, a lot of times, like even Lars says, like she's fighting for 
the digital health of the next generation. And so that means she also needs to take care of herself. They go hand in hand. Oh. Mm -hmm. So take care of yourself and then you'll be a reflection of what's possible for others. Nice. I like that. I like that. That's a little softer approach than mine. And, you know, I think that's a good translation. Doesn't mean there's not action. Doesn't mean there's not action. Yeah. It's just like you can come up with all these theories and blah, blah, blah. But when I go and actually hang out with you, do I feel as a person, are you putting out the energy of the world you're trying to change? Mm -hmm. And people feel that like people connect with others through, you know, energy and how they're showing up in the world. So a lot of times we get so lost in the doing and like the theorizing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just need to like stop talking about what we want to do and who we are and start being it. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. For itself. And we probably could have talked for three hours, but this is very interesting. Thank you. What a, what a interesting, this was a break of, for my day from all my other stuff going on. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you just align with my thought process, and uh, cool. you know, I love to hook up with some of the other people that are involved in this. And it's like, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I have energy coming out my hands. You know, I've gone on the street, and people could, you know, I could give energy from, I don't know, five feet, ten feet away. Do you feel energy the... now? I do. I do. There's some There's some energy there. Uh, absolutely. There's some <laughs> Well, I think it's blood. I mean, I don't want to sound crazy, but I think it's bloodline. I think, you know, I you think, think I have a bloodline. I think I'm like, uh, I think I'm an angel witch. An angel witch? witch? What is that? I'm an angel what? and a good witch. <laughs> well, you probably have a Hebrew, a Hebrew bloodline. Yeah, I'm Jewish. Yeah. That's yeah, what I said. Yeah, yeah. Well. So, but, uh, but all people who say they're Jewish, I don't think have a Hebrew bloodline. You believe yeah, that? I'm Eastern European. Um, possibly. Possibly. That's a very. We should talk about this more offline. This is. I would love <laughs> to have this conversation. This is. A <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I'm going to let you go. I know you got a full day ahead of you, but I appreciate yeah. you coming on the show. Maybe we can have you back on. Yeah, I'll send definitely. you an email and and uh, send you an email some information so forth, and I can follow up and. Yeah. We can go from there. Perfect. But I appreciate Amazing. you coming on the show. This is uh, Shira Lazar. She's calling in from Los Angeles today on the Unimpressed Podcast. And I'm John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.